when man-at-arms enters the nursery. Um, there wouldn't have been a kidnapping if Stratos was there. Just saying. Deck the hall of wisdom with twiggets. Don't forget those dwarfish widgets. Dummy now a battle armor. What a charmer Duncan's got the music running And that makes it all pint-scented Now don't forget to invite your friends from Chef Allen's brought lots in then some This is Masters Cast, the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast, episode number 51, for Sunday, December 23rd, 2012. Happy holidays. Thanks for downloading. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I'm Katie Cartsey Hiley, also known as Rainbow Bright. I am Martin Penny, also known as Wacky Martin. I am Leanne Hanna, also known as Stratos Macca. And I am Josh Lioncourt, also known as Just Lioncourt. I hope everyone enjoyed the Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize you were putting it at the beginning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's going to so yeah. be the lead in then. Yes, that's the lead in. Sweet. Uh, Our gift to you <laughs> this holiday season. <laughs> I totally screwed that up, my bad. <laughs> People will think we just have too much time on our hands, but actually, we whipped that puppy out in a couple hours. Yes, we did. We're awesome. <laughs> so even though it's the um, holidays, Josh, do you have news to go over? There's very little uh, news, uh, Probably because it's the holidays and end of the year. Um, the big things since our last show is that Castle Grayskull did meet the minimum requirement to go into production. So, next Christmas, we should all be on this podcast once again and uh, be proud owner- owners of Castle Grayskull. Woohoo! Woo! I'm very excited by this. It does make you wonder what the, what the minimum number was. Because uh, it's a very, very 
pricey item. So I, I, I have to admit, I had some doubts of whether they were going to make that mark or not. I'm really glad that, that we did, though. Yeah, I wonder if they fudged that little meter image a little bit, because it was still way down, and then all of a sudden it was, like, way over in a matter of hours. And I'm just not so sure that was honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of... I, I don't know, but some people... Some people did wait till the last minute. I know uh, Count Merzo was on Twitter saying that he was like waiting till the very last second, basically, to order that, as I recall. So, and I did too, I admit. But so yeah, I think a lot of people probably did. So yeah, I left um, it pretty late. Yeah. Okay, so other than that, right. we we've got Castle Grayskull coming, and uh, we all got November figures. Uh, we got uh, King Randor, filmation style. Uh, Decker and Castle Grayskull Man have all come out since our last podcast, all of which are pretty awesome, actually. I really like Castle Grayskull Man. He's very, very cool. Yeah, he is. He's definitely one of my favorites. Randor, uh, in in that style with the, the robe and all that, I've been wanting, since I was a kid, uh, Randor in that uh, mm-hmm. way. Uh, not that it matters, because I open all my figures, but did anybody else have his goblet just like rolling around inside the package? Because it wasn't actually like hacked in there. So I haven't opened mine yet, actually. I, I plan to, but that's a chat. Cha- chasing my uh, once I because I didn't realize it at first. I, you know, obviously can't see it and wasn't shaking it and didn't realize it was loose in there. And as soon as I got it open, the thing went rolling away, and I was on a hunt for it. <laughs> so, but uh, very cool. I think mine was intact, actually. I didn't open the package, but I took it out of the white mailer box. Very nice. So, so I think that's about it. There isn't really, uh, there hasn't been any more reveals. We'll get some more of those in February, most likely uh, around the time of New York Toy Fair, and uh, like we always do. And uh, of course, the uh, the series 30th anniversary box set on DVD did come out. Uh, a few days ago, but we talked about that last time. But that is out now. If you want to order it, uh, it's about a hundred dollars retail. I think you can get it on Amazon for about eighty nine. So, well, how many of us ordered uh, Granamir? I did. I did. I did. Aw, am I the only one that didn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it still? I mean, has he sold out? Yet? Um, good question. Because last I time I checked, he hadn't. That was actually right. the easiest ordering day i ever had i breezed right through no white screen um at all yeah i didn't run into that either and i was actually um at the hospital because my dad had back surgery on monday and so i just did it on my phone while i was in the hospital wow (laughs) waiting and it was i mean it was fine i didn't have any issues yeah it does uh it lists him as almost gone on maddie's website as of the recording of this podcast wow well, if he's still there after I have set up my He-Man shelf, and if there's room for him, perhaps I'll change my mind. That's really the only reason I didn't get him, is I am strapped for room for anything non-Rainbow Bright at this time. Um, <laughs> I see how uh, <laughs> You know. <laughs> Just saying. He's getting his own little room at, at the moment, sort of. Yeah, I'm still mm. figuring things out. Don't have room <laughs> for the oldest and wisest of dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I also 
don't want the cats to chew on him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Granomir is like cross-platform. He was in mini comic. He was in He Man episodes. He was in Shira episode. Oh, you're you right. know, even in Tunnels and Trolls uh, modules. So, oh yeah, I have, I have one of Larry Dottilio's. I have the role-playing book. Oh, that's really cool. That has... <laughs> Wait a minute. How'd you get that? Oh, I found it. I was Deep looking for those on eBay searching. for a while, like years ago, and finally gave up because I could never find the, the Dark Smoke one. Well, I keep forgetting to bring it to PowerCon to have him sign it. Fail. Fail. Next fail. year. Epic Fail. Oh, that's something. There's some news for you. We did announce the um, PowerCon 2013. It will be in Los Angeles again. Same hotel as last year. Oh, it's going to be in LA again. Well, you need to get off your lazy rump, get on a plane, and fly. So I just can't do two trips that close together. If, I was, if they would spread it out a bit. Simple. It might be doable. Simple solution, Joshua. That is to cancel San Diego Comic Con. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, too that much. would be my. There, there's too many. I I go mainly to Comic Con for Masters stuff, and that's great. But uh, there's a lot of other stuff I go to Comic Con for. So. What are, what are the dates for PowerCon? September 14th and 15th, 2013. September 14th and 15th. I will put it on my calendar because I, I don't know. Swore. I don't know that my girlfriend was, would forgive me for going to PowerCon on her birthday either. <laughs> uh, might, celebrate might. it the weekend before or the weekend <laughs> after. <laughs> Is it a milestone birthday? Well, then there you go. Speaking of milestone birthdays, our own John Callis just turned 30. Ah. Happy birthday, John. Thank you. Martin (laughs) is the last one left in his 20s, I believe. I am. Martin, slow time down. Slow it down. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought this day would come. No. Actually, I still feel about 24, so... (laughs) That's all that matters. Although, I will say, I had to buy a Christmas present at ye olde Pennsylvania liquor store. You know, (laughs) since we're a Quaker state and all. Uh, (laughs) And they did not card me. And I was buying, like, a $50, you know, jug of tequila. And (laughs) I was really perturbed that I was not, not carded. And it was... I believe it was... It was the day before I turned 30 that I went and purchased it. So I was like, never hmm. been carded, which kind of makes me sad. Never, they, they were trying to sell me liquor on the plane when I was like 18. So <laughs> I've never been carded. So I must I must look older than I am, I guess. I don't think you do. No, I don't think I wouldn't have thought like not certainly when you're 18, I wouldn't have been serving you liquor on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, they were trying. This is hard. why the airlines have problems now, really. That's <laughs> that's it right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway. Anyway, I, I did swear that I would be at PowerCon next year, so I, I guess I'm just going to have to go to L.A. Yes, PowerCon 2013 also added Ninja Turtles to the fun. Yay. So Ninja Turtles, He-Man, She-Ra, 
Thundercats. Now, are we just calling it PowerCon? I mean, is it just PowerCon now? Or is yes, it- it's just PowerCon. Because He-Man's the best. <laughs> well, because you have... So He-Man has the power. You know, um, the uh, Thundercats have the... Uh, well, I don't know. Where do we get power? Thunder, 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 <laughs> power. And then... But turtles have turtle power. Well, that's true. So it all kind of worked for just calling it PowerCon. Um, I think it's best because if you think about it, it's, you don't want to have, if you had turtles and called it something else, then you have, you know, three conventions and then it's like, well, maybe we should separate Shira and call it honor con. I don't know. Uh, you know, and there's just so many, so many titles. Uh, she's princess of power though. Yes. So she's got the power. So, you know, it all, most of it all flows into, to power con. Now, if we add something like, you know. I don't know. G.I. Joe, Leanne. I might have to stop Rock coming on. now. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> they already have their own convention, don't they? Yes, but you could add G.I. Joe to it. Hey, uh, and it would right just make it awesome. I'm just saying. <laughs> then you could have the G.I. Joe voice actors come, and that would be awesome. Which reminds me, Leanne, are we still going to that other convention to meet the Power Rangers? <gasps> Because I have not done anything for that yet. I haven't either. Okay. Well, we'll talk. Um, we'll, t- we'll talk next week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. After after the holiday. Yeah, I actually got. Um, yesterday was our office Christmas party, and they gave us all a paid day off. <gasps> nice. Now and March something. So that's good. I can put that towards it. Sweet, sweet deal okay cool all right i'm gonna i need to put that reminder in my phone about that because you have to call to book the hotel and that's really annoying Ugh. yeah because i have to meet david yost we all dun, know those. <laughs> so i guess we should get back on topic now okay. unless eh, we want to start a power ranger podcast <laughs> hey, also has power though it's power us. rangers <laughs> go go power rangers um so we have to Ooh. <laughs> nice. I like this. We need to just disc- <laughs> we have uh three comics to discuss of the mini series that's also in print, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, issues four and five, and of the digital series Masters of the Universe, the issue entitled Shira. Uh <laughs> so I I, th- I think we should save Shira for last because that one was the best one out of uh, out of them. So why don't we discuss four and five basically have a, I mean, well, really the whole miniseries flows, but four and five are really basically one connected story. Yes. Kind of consistent there um, uh, going through. One thing I liked about issue four is, and I'm by no means going in order of the actual story in issue four, so feel free to jump in at any time, um, is that we got to see that that red skull is Hordak. I mean, if it's not Hordak, then... Yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah, I mean, it, it appears to be the way Hordak is communicating with Skeletor from elsewhere, I think. Yes. Right? Presumably despondent. But it's like in this, more so than like those earlier uh, digital ones, he actually looks like the face of Hordak. In this uh, issue, which pleased me. Mm-hmm. But um, what, what what are our thoughts? What are our thoughts? 
on issue four specifically or four and five as a whole? We might as well do them both as a whole, I would think. Yeah, they run into each other. Mm-hmm. Issue four was good. Issue five was great. The I really like, I, we've said this before, but it, it just continues to improve. I like the banter between Adam and Tila is really well done and, and reminds me a lot of both the Filmation and Mike Young series when they had that going on. Obviously, this is sort of amped up a bit, but it it's, still has the same flavor, I think. I'm surprised that, you know, Tila and Adam didn't have, how shall I put this, relations during these two issues <laughs> due to the way they were dressed. Yeah, I was going to make a comment on the way the women were dressed. Why is it that everybody has to wear a thong in Eternia now? Why? Except for Adam. Except <laughs> for Adam. Not there. <laughs> Adam has shorts on. Perturbed right now. Um... And the female fans, of course. But, yeah, it was way overdone. I don't need to see butt cheeks on every other page. <laughs> the boob thing, they're going to do the boob thing. All comic artists do the freaking boob thing. But I don't need the butt thing, too. So you discriminate. You're okay with boobs, but no butt. <laughs> I t- personally, I don't think we need the boobs either. At least not that out there. But... And that just seems to be what's done in comics. So that's not going to change anytime soon. Um, but I haven't seen the butts everywhere except now. So there we go. Apparently in the future, women will just wear nothing at all. Um, <laughs> I'm sure those type of comics are available somewhere. <laughs> I just think if they're going to do the thongs for the women, they should do it for the men as well. So that we get, you know, to see the male bums <laughs> as well as the females <laughs> is that the title of this episode episode 51 male bums there you go <laughs> uh, sounds very festive doesn't g- it <laughs> yes it does for the christmas episode there you go adam was freshly waxed for you so <laughs> I liked, uh, or I did not like, this is something I did not like in these, in these issues, um, is that Skeletor mentions that Evelyn is basically as powerful, mm-hmm. if not more, than he is. Well, he said that, he said her power could rival his own. Yeah. That's always and been so the case, though. Eh, so. I, don't, I don't know if I'd agree with that. Because he's always kept her down. Yeah, and I mean, he's... In in a way, he's doing that here. Um, but not yeah. to the extent that he would have done it back in the day. True. Yeah, he's kind of like... That's one of the things I thought was interesting, is that they make Evelyn kind of crazy, like insane. Yes. Kind of. And, um, like, some... In some of the panels, the way the artist has drawn her eyes, she just looks freaking nuts. <laughs> and um, and it it kind of sounds like Skeletor is just kind of playing along to to keep her happy, you know, so she won't go crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or you know rebel against him. Mm-hmm. That's a good point because I figured he was gonna flip out when she let them escape. Mm-hmm. But he d- he was very calm about it. I thought. Yeah. Yes, he was. You know, he was like, okay. Um, you're going to catch them sooner rather than later, right? 
<laughs> he was very calm about it all. She's like, okay. <laughs> but she a different even reaction than than you would have thought, given the past few issues. So yeah, it it may be that he also has more confidence in her power than the rest of his lackeys. She also says to him, "I don't care for your tone of voice." Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was yeah. like, "That's can't right." Say that. <laughs> And he lets it go. I mean, he's, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I did. I liked her portrayal. I was just a bit mm, about the fact that maybe she could defeat Skeletor herself or something. I don't know. But I do like crazy. And I do like that Adam and Tila were locked up in these, like, bird cages. I like the banter between those two. That was really funny. Mm-hmm. And oh, especially when Man at Arms decked that guy for saying his daughter was hot. Yes. His daughter at the time. Well, I have I read I read the comic to Josh since obviously he can't see it. Um, it's so ter- uh, hard to read that guy's part because he's toxic like he don't know how he's speaking. Like yeah. uh, uh, it's so hard to read. I got it, though. Well, yeah. Um, So I have a question for you guys. In issue five, does Skeletor kill the sorceress? Like, does he he snap her her neck? neck? Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I was unsure if she was dead. I I got the snapping of the neck part. Um, But he was very brutal to her. There's a to exist after that, that, which she was supposed to be projecting through Skeletor. So I don't think she's dead dead. I think you're probably supposed to think that. Mhm. Yeah, you're right. Zor was And still- and plus, I mean Zor was there. Yeah. Still after that happened. So it's not Right. Like yeah, that's what I was saying. Completely cut off or I don't know. I guess it's possible that what was going on in the dungeon was happening at the same time as Skeletor's conversation, but typically it's more linear, I would assume, in a comic that what happened on the page before this page really did happen in in time before what the next thing happened. Yeah, I mean, you, unless they specify. Okay. True. Although the bird doesn't appear um, once once Adam and Tila enter the room where the sword is, the sword of oh, power is. The the bird is not there anymore. True. Because she's certainly not helping when uh, you know. Uh, battle cat or cringer is trying to eat Adam. Right. Interesting. Hmm. But I did think it was interesting that she she knew what was going on, everything that was going on, because she was messing around the Skeletor's head. Mm-hmm. Like she and and I thought it was interesting that she latched onto a pleasant memory. She said, mm-hmm. yeah. in his so, mind, and so I was kind of hoping that they would elaborate on that and explain what that was. Maybe eventually. The Christmas year. Yeah. <laughs> the Christmas year. <laughs> totally was. <laughs> it was his his relations with Evelyn. <laughs> to be honest, that's one of the first things I thought. Of. <laughs> yeah, me too. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. I thought the. Um... Well, I mean, maybe that could be a reason that he's so lenient with her. He with does Evelyn say something. He makes a comment like, um, oh, I can't remember what he says now. 
it's something sort of vague, and that was what I thought of when he said it. <laughs> was he, he asked, Evelyn? When Hordak's like, why'd you keep her around? And he's just like, oh, I have my reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can't remember what the exact line is, but it seems to sort of hint at that. Hmm. It's true love. <laughs> One thing I really liked about the, I think it's issue, is it six, the latest one or five? Five. Five. Um, the way Skeletor and Evelyn were drawn was much, much better than how they'd been drawn previously, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Especially that last panel. Um, yes. of Skeletor when he's like bring it on you know yeah. um, that was really nice agreed um, here's a question we're, we're not to the She-Ra one yet but at the end of the She-Ra comic it says to be continued in He-Man and the Masters universe mm-hmm. so do we think that issue 6 is going to tie in with that She-Ra digital I it might hmm so. Or I didn't know if that was hinting that there would be a miniseries or a series beyond this one. That's Yeah, I was confused as to what they were hinting at there. To me, it seems like... My first impression was that that we would get another miniseries after this one that would deal with it. Because at this point, one issue to try to wrap up the story they're telling, introduce She-Ra, maybe bring in Hordak or whatever, continue the story. I think that's too much for one more issue. Mm. At least it seems like it to me. True. That would be an awful lot to cram into 22 pages. Mm. Now, we true. do have the origin of He-Man coming next week, but I wouldn't think that would tie into the She-Ra one. Unless they're planning an origin of She-Ra comic. Yeah. They've done Skeletor and He-Man so far, so. Maybe um, they'll just hint at something that will lead into the next series. Makes you wonder, though, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Although, if they've introduced Hordak, maybe that the She-Ra miniseries comic was going on at the same time as issue five. Could have. Mayhaps. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great word. <laughs> um, so shall we start on the She-Ra then? Any uh, final thoughts on issues four and five? Um, well, I will say that I thought the art was really nice. Yeah. For I mean, the artist did change for a few pages in issue five, but um, I thought overall the art was, was quite nice. The fight scenes and stuff like that. So shout right. out. <laughs> and if we're not uh, worried about the uh, spoilers here, if you are worried about spoilers, you might want to shut it off here. <laughs> but uh, the ending, I thought, of issue five was really well done, where you you finally get the the transformation, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really cool that, you know, this whole series, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, and it's not until, what, the last page of issue five out of six before we get the the title character and uh very cool well that has happened before (laughs) secret of the sword (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mm. uh with the movie well the movie is technically the first what five episodes of she-ra and she-ra doesn't appear until mm -hmm, yes well she appears in what episode three i think 
So even that's like halfway through. Uh, or maybe it's four. It's episode four. four. No. I think it's three. It's three, yeah. Still, though, that's pretty, you know, ballsy for a series. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. Can't wait for the, the final issue. And I hope they continue this. If they, if they can keep this level... Because the first issue was okay in comparison to 2 through 5. But if they can keep up this level of uh, storytelling, this would be a, a great ongoing series or... or you know, set of miniseries if they want to continue it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want well, to stay I mean, in this version of the universe. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you guys why they need to continue it, because Stratos hasn't been introduced yet. Oh! In this. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, we've got to keep going. Yeah, we've gotten very few of the heroes to this point. You know, we've got, what, Adam, Tila, Man-at-Arms, Man-at-Arms and I guess uh, Randor, sort of, but we didn't know that until, like, the last page of Issue five. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it. And the sorceress, <laughs> I guess. So there's there's a lot of the heroes who haven't even, you know, whereas we've gotten most of the kind of high profile uh, villains, you know, Skeletor's group there, plus Hordak. So uh, there's a lot of, lot of heroes that they haven't touched on yet. Very true. At least we got Hordak, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not and at biased. At least he didn't look like an alien in this. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike the Shira comic. Although maybe that isn't how he looks. Explain. Um. <laughs> well, when they showed him in the Shira comic, it seemed to be more of a wall thing. Yeah. <laughs> like a projection. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's just like weird spirit ghosty Hordak rather than proper Hordak. Mm-hmm. Could also be like how he appears within Despondos. Mm. Maybe That's he has a you know, different, different uh, appearance there. So his new appearance I can blame on King Grayskull. <laughs> what? I blame everything on King Grayskull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you will be surprised. Did I say this on the last episode? I don't remember. I bought King Grayskull. What? He was on sale on Maddie. <laughs> like clearance. It was like the Black Friday. <laughs> yeah, it was like the Black Friday sale. And um, I want, uh, I'm going to have our good pal Dean Stefan uh, uh, sign it and maybe like yell at me on the bubble. Or something. <laughs> How dare you buy me? You hate me. Or something. I don't know. He's, a, I mean, he's the right. I have a King Grey Skull figure. But I have it the way I have it displayed. And Rod actually asked me the other day if I wanted to get rid of it. And I was like, no, because the way I've got it displayed is, you know, he's lying down dead and heroes standing over him. <laughs> nice. So it works. It does work. I don't. I don't mind the King Gray School character, but I've been over this a hundred times. So yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you brought it up. So. Well, I know. I just wanted to tell everyone that I actually <laughs> purchased a King Gray Skull um, action figure. The hatred is all a sham. People remember this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't judge me. I didn't kill Flutterina. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> that sucked. So, Shira, Digital Mini, Masters of the Universe. Uh, one of the first things uh, this character called Despara does is kill Flutterina. <laughs> she be dead. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Does it really matter, though? I'm, and this is nothing against the... <laughs> but yeah. she's not an essential character, Flutterina. That's, that's kind of what I was thinking. If you're going to kill somebody, <laughs> you know, don't do, yeah. like, Frosta or one of the cool ones. Yeah. Like, even if it was one of the earlier ones that wasn't in the cartoon, like Double Trouble, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. Wait, actually, Double Trouble would have made a lot of sense because Double Trouble was a double agent. So, like, Despara should have been like, I'm nipping this in the bud right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it could be, too, that she's a, a uh, you know, butterfly type character. So maybe she just, like, gets killed, makes a cocoon, and is reborn. <laughs> <laughs> there you I go. Wonder, it does make me wonder if the writer said just pick somebody or pick some... A, you know, a, out of these characters, and mm -hmm. the artist decided to choose Flutterina. Mm. I don't know because I mean, it's not like she does anything but get killed in the issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's only in like two panels. Although they did say in an interview that Mattel was more involved with this issue, I believe, than others. Really? So, ah, the plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think of Despara? Badass. Yeah. I really like that helmet. Yeah, I thought oh. it was cool. That was a very nice reveal as well. <laughs> I mean, I had... Very well handled. I had my suspicions that it was Adora when I saw that it was a female. Yeah. Hordak, of course. Um, not a big fan of the buzz cut. I actually like it. <laughs> I kind of do too. I thought it was cool. Uh... I mean, because... You know that this kind of separates. Yeah, it does. From you know, She-Ra. Mm -hmm. I mean, she can always grow her hair. Yeah. You know, as soon as she holds up her sword and says, "For the honor of Grayskull, all of those lovely locks will reappear." <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought they did a, a a good job of how they revealed her memories. Like she wouldn't let the Horde Trooper kill off the the mother w that was holding a child, mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. kind of sparked the whole. Of when she was being stolen. So I like they kept that aspect. They're still twins. Yep. yep. And I was actually kind of mad because she starts to remember that she has a brother. Mm -hmm. And then Bo shoots her. Yes. <laughs> I was like, damn you, Bo. <laughs> Always messing things up. I really like the portrayal of Shadow Weaver as well. Um, because Larry Dottilio had always said that, you know, if they were to reboot She-Ra... And they couldn't use, say, Hordak and everything. That Shadow Weaver, you know, obviously should be, like, the main villain. And I think she really works that way in, in this story. I mean, Hordak's still in the background. But I think she's... Uh, I like the way she interacts in this. I, I love the way that her dialogue was written. Because it was, it was very much on par from what we saw in the Shira series. Um and she even calls, I believe, Adora Child once in the dialogue, if I'm remembering correctly, um, just as she did in Secret of the Sword multiple times and stuff. So her dialogue was was very, very true to the characterizations of the character previously. Agreed. 
Now, um, when when Adora is account or Despara is telling Shadow Weaver about her dreams about these orange wings, and Shadow Weaver corrects her and says red wings, thinking that she's dreaming about the horde symbol. Mm-hmm. Later on in the issue, we see the wings, and they are orange, and then we see the sword of protection. So there was a debate going on. Are these Swift Wind's wings, or are these the Sorceress's wings? I thought it was Sorceress. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I would prefer that it was. The yeah, sorceress. I immediately thought Sorceress because of the orange wings. We haven't seen a redesigned, you know, um, Swift Wind, of course. But what made me also kind of lean into the Swift Wind idea is she says something about how the wings will carry her towards her destiny. And Swift Wind obviously carries She-Ra. But not until she is She-Ra. True, but in the other comic, Battle Cat was basically already Battle Cat before Adam got the sword and turned into He-Man. Hmm. You know, in the in the issue five. That's true. Hmm. Although that might have been just because that was how he was left when Skeletor's enchantment came along. Because we already know there was a Cringer because we had the digital issue of Cringer explaining mm-hmm. his backstory. So we know there's a Cringer that turns into Battle Cat at some point. So, mm. well, and I mean to be honest, he wasn't wearing Battle Cat's face armor in issue five, so I guess it could have been Cringer, large Cringer, mm. <laughs> large, not scared Cringer. Yes, large, not scared, very angry Cringer. <laughs> well, are we absolutely sure that he was being ferocious in that scene, or could it have been? Oh, I'm really happy to see you, Adam. You know, like a dog <laughs> that jumps up on his master, all excited to see him when he gets home, kind of like. Could it be that that we're just all interpreting it wrong, and he was that would be really messed up because Adam punches him in the face. I know, know, but wouldn't it be brilliant if it was that way, though? (laughs) Like the one panel where Adam's like pulling on his ear, (laughs) and you're like in that one. Um, One thing I didn't like, if since we're all praising the Shira episode, I'll say something I didn't like. I did not like the redesign of the Horde troopers. Oh, I was going to say I did like that. <laughs> was not feeling that at all. Now, they were too, like, alien robot or something looking for me. They just look yeah. more fearsome. Yeah. They're all these kind of laughable <laughs> characters in filmation. I guess. I didn't have a big problem with it, but... I liked Shadow Weaver's, like, subtle update. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I thought the art for that issue was really nice, too. Mm -hmm. It was clean and animated, like, had a lot of movement to it. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. The the way that they drew the robes and, like, on Shadow Weaver and stuff, I thought was quite good. Now, I don't know if anyone else... uh, So, I'm looking at... There's the panel where she's remembering that a baby's being taken, and it's a blue hand... That's taking her, but to me, that blue hand looks like Mantena, not Skeletor. I didn't even notice. <laughs> no, <laughs> on me. <laughs> um, I to me, it it looked like Mantena because Skeletor has those like wristbands. Oh, now I see what you're talking about. And he kind of has those little finny, scaly things that are on like Mantena's arm hmm. 
That would Although be some weird. Versions of Skeletor kind of has the little fin things on his. Yeah, I don't know. Just something about that arm screams to me, Mantena. I don't know. One question I wanted to throw out there too: Do you guys think that you know we we've been talking? I think on previous episodes about how with this these issues, particularly the digital one, how and the other one, I guess as well, how this would this is a really good entry point for new people coming to the series maybe aren't familiar with all the characters and so on a little bit odd that this issue is entitled Shira, not introduced not explained it just basically says oh if you want the rest of the story go read the other series um seems like maybe it should have had a different title even if it was Despara or something like that because we've gotten sir laser lot that nobody was really familiar with in the digitals. I, I know she is a, a name that's going to have recognition and that probably got them a lot of sales. But I wonder if it would be confusing for those who have been reading so far that aren't hardcore fans. It, it could be because, I mean, even the cover has Despara's helmet and it's like ripped and you see She-Ra underneath, not Adora. Yeah. Well, I mean, for anyone who isn't familiar with the story... Um, they probably know the name She-Ra. So if, if they just said Despara, they wouldn't necessarily know, oh, she's going to become She-Ra. Right. Yeah. yeah. By saying this, is, you know, giving it the but She-Ra they, title. You, do you think that there's enough in there to let lead someone unfamiliar with the story to assume Despara and She-Ra are one and the same? I say yes, just for the fact that you're assuming that the main character of this story is the person who is going to be Shira, and then at the end... With the sword. With the sword, you know that, like, in general knowledge, right, He-Man has a sword, right. Shira right. has a sword. Like, when, the, when they show that she's dreaming or about the sword, um, I, I think that kind of connects it. Right. And how many people do you think are reading these that have no clue what He-Man and Shira are? Yeah, that's a I good point. I hope that there are, because you want you want new fans to come in and help bolster the popularity of the franchise. So, mm-hmm. whether there is or not, who knows? But well, it's it's probably people that do know of He Man and Shira, but people that don't necessarily say collect the classic figures. They don't own the cartoon on DVD, but they know like, oh yeah, He Man, I have the power. Yeah. Right. Because if you like, um. I know who Captain America is, but I didn't see that movie. I don't really know anything about him, but I know who he is. Mm-hmm. You know of him. I know of him, yes. 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 <laughs> yes. I know of him. Don't care to know anymore. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, burn. Same way about Captain America. If one more person tells me to see the Avengers. <laughs> it is really good. <laughs> It's going on my list. Never seen the Avengers, never seen Goonies, and whatever the other one was. <laughs> Goonies is just your loss. That's all I can say. Amen. Well, that Cindy Lauper song didn't really get me excited for it, so. <laughs> just saying. Trying to be polite, kind, and courteous. No offense to Captain America fans. <laughs> I've always been more of a Batman fan myself. Yes. So Except that you like uh, weird, campy, stupid Batman. Wow. 
<laughs> I like oh. dark, awesome, cool Batman. No, I like so I like the Adam West show. I like Batman the animated series. I loved Mask of the Phantasm. I liked Batman, Batman Returns, and Batman Forever. I, however, did not like the only Batman stuff I really don't like are the three new movies, which are the mm. best ones. No, the third one was okay, but Jack Keaton still he, uh, he man Batman in the third one. <laughs> what? Who was Batman in the third one? Uh, Val Kilmer. Okay, yeah. Like and then it was George Clooney. Let's not forget Batman and Robin. Yeah, well. Oh, no, let's, let's forget, let's forget <laughs> please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they didn't even have Batgirl wear, like, a red wig in that one. Like, just little simple things they could have done. <laughs> just. Returns is a great Christmas film. Just what? Which one is? Batman Returns. Oh, absolutely. That's one of my favorite Christmas movies. <laughs> Besides, like, Home Alone. Well, yeah. And the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. Yes, which actually, the He-Man and... (laughs) The He-Man and Christmas special. (laughs) (laughs) For those of... For those of you in the good old U.S. of A., so, Martin, cover your ears. um, (laughs) The uh, He-Man and Christmas special will be (laughs) playing... Did I say it wrong again? (laughs) what did i say (laughs) horrid prime takes over the holidays will be airing on the me television network it's digital the one of the digital channels um it's airing sunday december 23rd at 3 p.m eastern time so fire up your TiVos, your DVRs, and watch it, even if you have it on DVD already. Because <laughs> that's what I'll be doing. Uh, so just heads up, it's going to be on TV. Awesome. That makes me happy. I know. It's very festive. Indeed. I actually had a coworker. I work for a, <clears throat> uh, a university, and we have sister universities. And um, a, co- a co-worker from another university sent me an article about the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special the other day. <laughs> <laughs> was it the one where they were totally raking it over the coals? Yes, he wanted my opinion on the, uh, on the, uh, <laughs> on the article. That was so mean! I know, but I did, I did actually agree with a point in the article, which is something I always wondered as a child, is why did Man-at-Arms build a tractor beam that is powered by a carrium water crystal when there are no carrium water crystals on Eternia? <laughs> because he's insane. <laughs> I mean, I it, guess it you could like assume the... maybe one, one day in the past that he had one carrium water crystal. <laughs> <laughs> but like how did he test this machine like where did he get the care yeah where did they get them previously if he didn't have you know Shira to fly off to like badger mermista for one <laughs> maybe skeletor stole it maybe man at arms is like the the mad scientist of eternia he's <laughs> yeah. their version of like leonardo da vinci or something <laughs> so this all links into my theory as i've stated before that he is the greatest threat to modern Eternia. <laughs> there you go. There you go. The man's just insane. <laughs> Even greater threat than Orko? Yes. <laughs> awesome. 
Orko is... As much as I love Orko. Poor guy. <laughs> oh. Well, we all know my feelings on Orko. I prefer yuckers, you know. Because <laughs> he gets to wear a baseball hat. Whatever. <laughs> I, I'm not even going there because I, I hate him. I, I like Driel. Uh, like Montorg. I cannot go with you on Yokers. I just can't do it. I hate him. I hate him. Well, I don't like him either. I'm just. I like that episode. It scared me as a child. I think we've said this before. We like repeating ourselves, though, so. <laughs> and for new listeners who maybe have not been listening for six years, yes. seven years. I don't remember. 2005. Seven. Yep, seven years. Oh my God. That's a really long time. But that's because the, you know, you can be a hero with He Man. And it just sticks with you. Everyone's a hero in their own way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I hope somebody got that reference. Oh. <laughs> I didn't. What is it? Dr. Horrible. I don't know what that is. Dr. Horrible <laughs> sing-along blog with Nathan Fillion and... Neil oh, Patrick don't Harris. get me starting on Nathan Fillion. I can't stand that show, <laughs> Castle. I try to watch... Because it seems like a show I would like, and I just can't like any of those characters on that show. Aww. And I'm like, he's kind of like murder she wrote, but he, not because he's not an old lady. And <laughs> I, I still maintain that they should have Angela Lansbury as a guest star on that show, and they have not done it yet. Now, if they did that, I, I'll give it a I'll give it a second chance. If they had like a special episode where she like stabs him with a pen. <laughs> 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 but so he has a sing-along blog. This was during the writers' strike a few years back, so Joss Whedon got some. Oh, that's another one I don't like. Okay. <laughs> this is why you haven't seen the Avengers. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they just got together and did this funny web musical thing, oh. and it's hysterical. But it has nothing to do with He-Man or Shira. Oh no, not at all. Not even a little reference. It was just the hero. Hmm. Now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Didn't mean to derail. <laughs> it's okay. I'll perk up later. <laughs> well, at least we got the image of Angela Lansbury stabbing Nathan Fillion with a pen. <laughs> yes. Yes. Somebody with some Photoshop skills puts that together. <laughs> that would be great. Again, such a festive episode. This is really <laughs> nice to be. <laughs> this is the John Callis and Christmas special. <laughs> Mail bombs and, and pen stabbings. <laughs> well, you know, the world doesn't stop turning just because it's Christmas. <laughs> you know, there's eight crazy nights of Hanukkah you have to watch out for, too. <laughs> and then 12 days of Christmas after the fact. Oh, yeah. That, that starts on Christmas Day. Really? I just learned that this year. Oh. Well, I'm sick of the news. They always tell me how much it would cost for all the, you know, on the first day of Christmas, my true love. You know, that thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who bought? No one buys people partridges in a pear tree. Who cares how much it would cost? Yeah, I even, <laughs> Adam was telling me that partridges are largely a non-flying bird. 
So how are you going to get it up in a pear tree? Ooh, snap burn to the Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and they total up the cost, but I'm not sure like now. So like, uh, is it five golden rings on the fifth day is five golden rings. Now on the fifth day, do you get five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens? So like, are you buying all of these things again each day? That's what I always took it as because the, the whole point of the song is if you add up all 12 things as they appear. So you've got, you know, uh, two turtle doves. The first thing, a perch in a pear tree, you've got that 12 times because you do it for each verse, uh-huh. for each round. Then the, the two turtle doves, right? It's only appears 11 times. So you add up all of those. If you go through all of them and add them up, the the correct way you get 365 which is the number of days in a year oh look at you mr encyclopedia (laughs) i have all kinds of useless trivia tucked away in my brain but i was seriously wondering that because that freaking song i had the like the station that plays just christmas music on and that song kept coming on every time i was in the car and i just kept sitting there thinking like how many freaking partridges in a pear tree are they actually getting in this thing? <laughs> and, like, where would you put them? The 12 pains uh, of Christmas is much funnier. That's awesome. I love that. Thing. I'll have to look it up. Oh, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> but speaking of Christmas songs, we hope you enjoyed um, the Christmas song we played earlier in the episode. Lyrics and music by Mr. Lioncourt there. Katie and I on vocals. Leanne and Martin interrupted us in the middle there. Uh, we'll put the uh, MP3 file up for download because I know you want that stuff on your iPod. Uh, <laughs> man, we'll probably throw that up on Christmas because what else do I have to do during Christmas besides open gifts? Hopefully you will all get something he name related this year. Although we probably already own everything that's available right now. <laughs> yeah. I sent you a Christmas card and it had He-Man related things on it. That is true. That was epic. So there you go. Good job. <laughs> Boom. All right. Well, I guess is that everything? Wow. Wow. Um, well, the next Masters cast won't be till 2013. <gasps> we made it. The apocalypse didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I am very oh, grateful. Get it. Ah! <laughs> Help me. <laughs> well, my my friends, thank, thank, on that note, thanks for downloading. I'm John Callis, also known as a Shadow. I'm Katie Carthy, highly also known as Rainbow Bright. I am Wacky Martin, also known as Martin Penny. Did I do that? (laughs) Wow. How many episodes? And you reversed it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's live television, folks. (laughs) Well, I like to surprise people. (laughs) I am Stratos Mako, also known as Leanne Hanna. (laughs) And I am Just Lioncourt, also known as Josh. (laughs) This doesn't work as well. Good Good journey. journey. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Merry Christmas, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas to you all.
my Dobson Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Christmas? 